Alan, you've landed on man versus yoga. Welcome to Man vs. Yoga. My name is Jim Ward, and I come to you from Fort Worth, Texas. This is episode 9 of the award-nominated, but not one, but award-nominated podcast, Man vs. Yoga, a guy's guide to beginner's yoga. So I want to first off thank our returning listeners. There are so many of you. I will just say this, duplicity awaits for you returning listeners. For our new listeners, welcome to the jungle, we've got a fun game. (laughs) That's right, welcome to the jungle, we have got fun and games. I also want to thank our crack staff, we actually have a substitute producer for this episode kind of a last minute thing but greatly appreciated everyone give a round of applause not too hard though for leper ken <laughs> leper ken is one of the slickest dials in the business as long as he can keep it all together hence the name leper ken because well ken's a leper but that's fine it's not not a big deal right ken i mean great guy and thank you very much for standing in so now comes time for the standard man versus yoga disclaimer caveat whatever from this point forward i cannot be held responsible in any negative context on a legal social empirical karmic on any level that that would have any negative connotations because i say i say a lot of this in jest now, here's the thing. I, I say this disclaimer almost every show, and it's like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, to just a big bag of nothing because I will have people react, and I'm just like, Did, really? I mean, seriously? I, sometimes I, I sit there and I wonder if, if dumb people even get the whole effect of alphabet soup. Ah, whatever. Anyway, it is what it is. So, once again, the disclaimer for man versus yoga. I am not to be held responsible for anything said. From this point, moving forward with any negative connotations, if they do happen to be positive, I will definitely take the glory. So, it is time for, well, it's time to just strap it on and dive into the abyss. It's the duplicity of yoga. Welcome to another edition of the Duplicity of Yoga. This episode is kind of a, a personal thing. Uh, the problem, the problem with doing this podcast. So let's so let's back up. The entire reason I, I am doing the podcast is truly for guys that are beginning a yoga practice because it's scary as hell. And I wish I would have had something like this before I had started because I would have made such a, so, so much less of an ass of myself. So, you know, half the people, they, they think that I'm joking all the time. 
then you've got half the people that think I'm serious all the time. You know, the truth probably is somewhere, half of them are probably right. Where that gets sticky is the perceptions placed on me from the podcast, from people I know and, and strangers alike, is so freaking vast. I mean, like Mariana's Trench vast, like Grand Canyon, uh, enormous. And it's become a lot more pronounced recently. Maybe it's because more people are listening to the show. I don't know. But it's uh, it's not appreciated, <laughs> if I can be frank. A lot of people that I know have put me in awkward situations by uh, bringing it up. And then I have to, to talk about it. And in case you haven't noticed, I'm not really into pushing this podcast. Like, that's not like my my goal, my end game. I, I do this for, uh, you know, guys doing yoga and, and also to fill a rather large gap. That's known as my narcissism. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to BS you. I mean, it is what it is. Well, that's okay. So as far as my friends that listen, like people that, that I know and so forth, I don't care. Okay. So if you know me and you see me and you, you, like apologize for not listening or something. Aren't you listening? I don't even know what you're talking about most of the time. It's not really, 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 really not uh, high on my agenda if you listen or not. So it's cool, okay? Like, I don't expect you to. If you do, good for you. I, I mean, there's one school of thought that makes me think... <sighs> That, that you you should at least get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia. But then there's another school of thought that says, you know, some people can't handle the truth, you know, whatever. So the one, the one last thing I would like to add on that is for people that know me and people that don't, boundaries, boundaries, okay? Uh, I'm not talking, I'm not talking a Trump wall. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. <laughs> Whatever you want. Just remember, I share my yoga practice to inspire you, not to incite you. Such is... Moving on from that rapidly, <laughs> as rapidly as possible. Uh, the next segment is a returning segment, which is extremely popular. I enjoy doing it, so we're going to keep doing it. It's another yoga top five list from Man vs. Yoga. And this is very simple. This is, uh, this is, this is kind of serious, which is awkward for me. It's the top five reasons I practice yoga. So for, for you new listeners, I've been practicing maybe six months, seven months, five months. I don't know. This is my first winter of practicing, I can tell you, because I'd never know what to wear to the studio. I practice about, well, I practice a minimum of three nights a week. Usually more, but uh, no less than that. So, I mean, I have a, a pretty regular practice. So the reasons that, that get me 
on my mat. So for number five, it is very simple to it's to get me away from work, to make me stop working. I work a lot, but the cool thing is I have uh, the greatest job. I love my job, so I enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, it makes Jim a, a pretty dull boy. I'll work and no play. One way I have found to just totally divorce myself from work is it stinks too, because I'll be on a work call literally driving into the studio parking lot, get off of it, and I get to turn everything, you know, leave everything in the car. And all I carry into the studio is just my mat and my keys and my juice box. That's so nice for me. That's very rare. Very, very rare. So. And then as soon as it's over, I get back in the car and I usually get on a work call. So, <laughs> but, but I'm very grateful for, for, for that time that I give to myself. So, uh, number four, number four, it's intangibles, the, the lessons that you learn from practicing yoga, from learning anything new, really. They go so deep. It's, it's not as, as, as linear as me just saying, you know, I enjoyed the, the, the poses, getting into the physical poses or the spiritual aspect or anything like that. It's more, it's more about just learning. It's humbling, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I hadn't, I, I've never been one that has thought of myself as being very prideful. And I can see the smirks right now. Known as my narcissism. But I'm serious. I, I hadn't. I, I, Yoga has humbled me time and again. That, and, and you know what? That's a great thing for me. And probably everyone could use a dose. Number three. Number three. It's the positive vibe that you get. Because as I was mentioning, I, I work like a, like a crazed banshee all day. And it's nice to be able to not just go feel comfortable in a yoga studio, but you know, my, my particular studio that I practice at, it's just, it's just a positive vibe. I mean, there's some really, really awesome people that, that, that practice there that, um, that I've become close with. And, you know, I never would have those relationships otherwise. Now I, I've got to be, be just blunt here. I still don't think my studio necessarily likes me. Someone liked me there. I don't know. It's hard to explain. What a strange person. But I don't care because as I mentioned before, I do my yoga practice for me. Number two. Number two. It's, it's very simple. It's the physical exertion. It's the ability to push your body to in, in ways that I haven't done in years. And, and guys, it's cool because you, you, you'll find yourself working areas you've never worked before in any traditional sports. So it's kind of cool. And I'm really good in the poses. If I, if, here's the thing. I'm not really adept at getting into them like the way that you're supposed to. But if I know the end game, I, I'm just... Bam, there. That I just so, crush. Finally, number one. Number one. 
It's because I have never had any form of meditation before in my life because I didn't have time for it. I didn't make time for it, whatever. Yoga allows me to feel that my physical body and my spiritual body, and good Lord, I'm sounding cheesy, to, to, to kind of each have their own thing going on. And not every class, of course. But just to, to be given that portal, it's a, it's a wonderful gift. I'm, I'm extremely, extremely appreciative of the times that I'm able to truly meditate. So there you have it. The top five reasons that I practice yoga. That kind of wraps up episode nine of Man vs. Yoga. Once again, I want to thank Leper Ken, the guy on the dials. Great, great job. Thanks, Leper Ken. Uh, our Facebook page is Man vs. Yoga. Very simple. My personal Twitter page is Jim Ward, and then just the number six. As we all know, my lucky number. For our returning listeners, I, I mean this with all sincerity. Uh, I hope that whatever you're dealing with that's caused you to have this precipitous fall to the point where you're listening to, I mean, a very well-known idiot like me. Good luck getting through whatever has driven you to have to listen to me. For our new listeners, how was the jungle, baby? Congratulations, though, seriously. You were a part of history, and I'm I'm very, very thrilled that I got to take you, you know, on this journey. So that's it. Until next time, namaste. Man versus Yoga.